0: Let's go to work. As barbers, we cut hair and fade all day. This podcast goes beyond the Barber's Chair and is about the rest of our story. Positioning ourselves for success, avoiding costly mistakes, and continuing to grow and thrive as barbers for years to come. Join us as we look at the whole world of barbering and go beyond the Barber's Chair. There are several of you who know me and know that I'm a really big fan of taking care of the body from the ergonomics standpoint to be able to make sure that I can keep cutting for years and years to come. I'm trying to avoid all the all the foot pain and hand pain and carpal tunnels. I've also been a huge proponent of massage therapy. When I had the opportunity to speak with Ian Williams over at Full Compass Massage, uh, it was a real treat. Ian. In is not your standard massage therapist. Uh, He is a a kinesio-orthopedic postural massage therapist, which means that he actually works on the entire body to make sure that the structure of the body and the muscular structure actually all supports each other. He is an expert at seeing where pain comes from, the actual source of the pain that's in the body. If there's a spot that's hurting, He's an expert at finding out where that is actually coming from. During the conversation, we talked about that. It's not where the pain is, it's uh, what's causing that pain and where is it? We also had a chance to talk about what deep tissue massage is and is not. He talks about what it is when someone walks into his clinic, uh, what it is that he does, the process that he takes, the approach a very similar approach to what barbers take with our consultations he goes into a, a very deep listening system where he learns more and more about the patient and the and their Is probably the best way to put it there. We also talk about a few other things and drinking water and what that really does. And uh, also talking about the main thing he sees in barbers when they come into his room. So I'm gonna stop talking here and uh, we'll just go straight to the interview. Well, Ian, thank you for your time. Appreciate you being able to join me here today here. I've been looking forward to talking to you for a little while here about this.
1: I'm uh, happy to be here, man.
0: So, uh, Ian, uh, you're with Full Compass Massage. Uh, tell me about what it is you do. I mean, you know, people hear massage therapy and they they minds go all over the darn place. What is it that you do? What What do you specifically do?
1: So when people ask me, typically I tell them that I'm a kinesial orthopedic postural massage therapist. And the reason why I'm so specific is because, well, one, I, I can get that look on their face, but also they can get a better understanding of what I provide as a massage therapist. So it's not a simple fluff and buff or anything like that. There's a lot of work that's involved with not just me, but it's a, it's a co-op. So it's me and the client working together to help them achieve their goals
0: kinesia can, can you repeat that and break that down or what what does that mean
1: yeah yeah so uh so it's kinesial orthopedic postural massage therapist and the kinesial piece is basically how the is the movement of the body we want to see how you move your body how where you're holding tension um what is normal to you may not actually be your comfort uh, it may not be your full range of motion so we want to see what that looks like Uh, in accordance to what your body allows and what you feel. Uh, The orthopedic piece is basically muscle testing. We want to see how strong your muscles are. Uh, You could be weak in certain areas versus not. And we want to get your body into a neutral posture. So we want you to be able to feel comfortable with whatever you're doing, uh, playing sports, barber, you know, cutting hair. Uh, We want you to make sure that your posture isn't something that's interfering with the way you do your job or live your life.
0: So this is an actual, it is massage therapy or almost like a personal training type session. Would that be, would I be wrong on that or?
1: I have been um, compared to PTs, uh, chiropractors. uh, I do have to be very clear to people that it is a massage therapy, but there's just more client involvement. So it's not just me working through a muscle, it's us together trying to get you to connect back to that muscle.
0: Can you describe what that what you mean by that?
1: So yeah. When you're on a table, so before we even get on the table, we do a two a three-part assessment. And the first two are done while while we're in a separate room. You're just standing there fully clothed. We're just talking and I see how your your range of motion and how your body moves. And then we also see um we we give you like a, an ego list approach. We just tell you what we see. So if I see neck tension, if I see holding in the shoulders, I'll tell you what I see. You can correct me, or you'll validate it. No matter what the client, no matter what I see, we always validate what the client tells us. So if you're coming in for sciatic issues, you're feeling back pain, we're not gonna just ignore that. We're going to take that into consideration to what we see, and it's going to be connecting the dots. And so when you get on the table, we do a wave like assessment, which basically means we want to see what's connecting, what's not connecting. So if there's like a flow from your ankle all the way to the top of your head. Beautiful. That's awesome. We know what kind of work we're going to do for that session. But if it's a situation of a flow that's kind of interrupting, maybe it goes to the knee, maybe it goes to your hips, maybe it's skipping the hips and going straight to your neck and your shoulders. Then that's a conversation we have to help you reconnect with your body. So we have to help you with your body awareness, so you can become aware that you're not actually connecting or as well as you think you are. If that makes sense,
0: kind of. Hey, let's let's assume I don't understand that, and you're going, okay. you're going to explain that to say like a third grader. What would you tell okay. them?
1: So basically, the way it works, we go really really slow. And we make sure that wherever we are approaching, however we're touching, um, that the client is able to register that we are working in that area. So if you come in for neck pain, if your neck hurts, we're going to let you know. We are going to help you with that. But we think the issue is actually coming from somewhere unrelated to your neck, meaning it could be your hip, it could be your ankles. It could be some other place that's causing you stress, but you're feeling pain somewhere else. So it's like a ripple effect. It's like, if you threw a rock in a the river, there's a big ripple, right? Or a, a lake more so. So you throw it in the, the, the lake and there's this big ripple. And then you're like, oh, okay. So I see what happens when, a, when that rock impacts the water, it causes this infinite ripple continuously. For us as massage therapists, we see it in reverse. We want to know who threw the rock, and we want to know where the rock landed. Where the rock landed, so then we can we can properly assess how we can properly help you going forward.
0: Okay, would this be similar to like uh, you know someone has twisted an ankle and then the other side is just overcompensating? would would, would that be anywhere along that line or?
1: So that's that's a piece of it. Yeah. So there's so there's a lot of things that causes tension and stress. So on the physical piece, if you were to fall and you roll your ankle a lot, now that ankle is traumatized and it's weak. So you're going to feel nervous about putting weight on the ankle or you're going to be nervous about walking in certain areas because you're like, oh, I roll my ankle a lot. So I want to be careful to mitigate that. Your body's going to compensate for the other side. So you start putting extra weight on the extra foot, the ankle, et cetera, et cetera, but you're not actually doing anything in between to strengthen and overcome that trauma, that physical trauma. Mm-hmm. So what we want to help with that is it's okay to put weight on that ankle. It's okay to acknowledge that you're scared to move forward, but don't put all that weight on the other guy. So, You want to have balance. You want to create balance within yourself. So what we do with that piece, after we finish a session, we and sometimes during a session, we're explaining to the client that what's happening on a deeper level is the education piece. We want to help them like, hey, I want you to know, these are the things you can do at home. These are the things you can do at work, and you don't have to put pressure on yourself. You can just simply say, I have five seconds to move my ankle. I have, I have two minutes to do some stretches. It doesn't have to be ankle specific, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And so when you do that, it's a lot easier when it takes that stress off people's minds that they have to constantly keep going. When really sometimes rest is the best recovery, and going slow is even better.
0: So uh, what I'm gathering from you know from our conversation is that as a massage therapist or a, a kinesiologist. I'm going to mess that. Kinesial occupational therapist.
1: Um, Kinesial orthopedic postural massage therapist. That.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Uh, As as that, you're not the guy people are going to go in there and say, hey, I need to relax and just let my my mind, uh, my mind explore for a while I'm getting the idea there's a lot more like a deep tissue type working going on
1: so you're right and then you're kind of wrong okay so sometimes everyone has a different expectation and everyone has a different experience because every body is different so if you come in and you're like i just want to like let my mind wander and let it go wherever it wants to go i'm going to say that's fine let it do that but what's going to happen is i'm going to give you an anchor because if something comes up, I'm going to let you know, let it come out. It could be a random memory. It could be some guy at work. It could be, you remember, you have to go pick up spinach after the session. Those are still important for the session because it's now allowing you to come back to be present. And it makes you more aware of what's going on within your body. So I always tell everyone, never make a re- uh, massage. Like it, our goal is never relaxation. We always tell everyone that. It's never relax. Because like once you leave then that starts to kick in. Then the body's like, okay, we're not working through a muscle. We're not trying to decompress. We're, we're now in the state of healing. We can now finally flush and finally rest and finally relax. I want to drink a whole bunch of water, eat something light and pass out for the rest of the night. That's what we love to hear. So, yeah. So we, we, we want to keep it simple. So whatever your goals are, when you come in, we want to, we're going to cater to that.
0: I remember a, uh A massage, which I had done, uh, well, this is a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. They, they had noticed some tension in my shoulders and recommended I go do a, a full on deep body massage. And I, I said, sure, well, we'll go and do this. And, uh, next thing, I knew, the next time I came in, is this big, old six and a half foot tall, big guy named Tony, who just pushed so hard everywhere. Uh, he's finding places that I didn't know I had places. There you uh, go. And- it was nuts. Now is, now, is that is that actual therapeutic deep tissue massage type stuff, or is that what someone expects for that?
1: So that's a great question, because what ends up happening is there's that stigma of big guy, strong guy, he's going to hurt me dynamic. In fact, I had a client who recently came in who's I've seen several times, but she went through some surgery, and she wanted to make sure that she was... Um, she wasn't coming in too soon. And so I re- reassured her, as like, if you're working out, you're doing your exercises, we can definitely help with your recovery period. But just note that if I'm the one who's not showing control and restraint, then that means I'm not present. If I'm just pushing really hard on something because you're like, my back hurts and I just start digging deep, well, I'm not really paying attention to you wincing and you showing um, that you're in pain versus we like, like actually being able to let go. We don't push for the, for the concept of pain because it reverts everything we just did, right? It, you're not gonna be able to uh, let go of that muscle. It's, the pain may actually escalate It uh, could also cause triggers, like future triggers. So like if you were to get massaged by somebody else, it can also cause the potential um, you know, trigger of being triggered by another massage therapist, which is unfortunate. So then you won't be able to get work like that. You won't be able to get body work as a whole. So when someone's doing that, I always say, check in with the client, make sure they're good. Ask them, is the pressure okay? For me, I don't use one specific technique throughout the entire session. I'm switching up back and forth because one side could be really easy and I don't have to do nothing but just basic Swedish. But another part of the body, I might have to work a little deeper or do something like trigger point therapy where I have to do something a little bit more complex and it could be a little bit more painful, but we're not striving to hurt the client as a whole. So it's a matter of just being present overall that you just have to, again, go slow.
0: I can understand some pain being involved with, with therapeutic massage. I mean, it's, it's like going to get a workout. Mm -hmm. If you're, if you're not, if you're not pushing the muscles where there's something going on, Some kind of soreness or something like that then are you really working the muscles out or are you just going through some motions and i understand there's different schools of thought but you you're trying to push the muscles beyond what they normally do in exercise i just kind of equate that to this am i on base off base where where am i at with this
1: yeah so like even when you're like working out what are your goals are you trying to lose weight are you trying to increase your mobility Are you just trying to look good for the summer? Um, Hell, even look good for the winter. You know, I I have these conversations with my clients and a lot of them don't know what they're supposed to do in the gym. And so I tell them, if you don't know what to do, cut it back. Your first day in the gym or your first week in the gym should not leave you in such agonizing pain. You can't go back for a week or ever again. So Mm -hmm. a lot of times people push too hard. Their muscles get super sore. They go home. Then they go to work and they're still sore. And it's like, okay, but what what did you do in between those workouts? And why did you push so hard? You can go outside for a 30, 45-minute walk. That could be your whole workout. Mm -hmm. The next day, you can start lifting weights. But you can lift just enough to where your body feels restriction or you feel a resistance. But then you don't have to do it to the point where, oh, I can't pick up nothing. I can't even pick up bread after this uh, whole workout you just go just enough to where you feel a sweat and then you can stop and then after that focus on your recovery
0: that makes sense mm-hmm. so let, let me bring you to the uh, to the barber area here what uh about? so as a barber myself i'm very um i call it schizoparanoid that's not that's really not probably the best term for me to use but i'm very i i jealously guard the health of my feet, my legs, and my forearms. Mm-hmm. And for, for a couple specific reasons here, the feet and, and the legs, I'm on them all day long. Right. You know, I'm going to have the, I'm going to have the shoes. I'm going to have the insoles. I'm going to have I'm going to have the mat, all that. I'm going to work with standing in the posture the whole time. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure those guys are in good shape because if those, if my feet start hurting bad, then it's going to translate into everything I do. That's just a, a center point. And right. then, of course, my hands and forearms, that's that's what I do. That's Those are my tools of the trade. And yep. so I want to make sure that everything I'm doing with them is, uh, is making sure that they're in the best shape they can possibly be and at least risk of any kind of uh, problems or anything like that. So uh, for the longest time, I would I would ask for massages that would work specifically with those areas. And uh, I got a puzzled look from the therapist whenever I'd ask them about that. It's like, um, yeah, I want to work these areas specifically. And they're just going right to work with everything else. And I'm thinking, uh, hey, wait a minute. Did you not listen to what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Am I, where, where am I wrong on this?
1: <laughs> so, the first thing, so the first thing to notate is that you are not wrong in any capacity. You're, you're genuinely asking to be validated within your body before you even being touched. That is number one. And you deserve to have that. Not because you're paying for this session, not just because of that, but also because someone is putting their hands on you and you're giving them consent to work on you. Can you please pay attention to the things that you, that I'm asking you to work on? It's just like. When you go to a mechanic and they just start doing stuff to your car and you're like, I am literally here for an oil change. That's it. And it's like, well, we already took apart half of your engine, so you're gonna be here for a little bit. And it's like, okay. oh, okay. So for me, looking at you, I would take a different perspective. I would simply ask you how you're doing, because you know, you're human and I have to treat you as such. And you would tell me, you know, I'm sure you will go through however you would answer that question in the session. And then focusing on those very specific areas, I'm going to tell you that uh, working on the forearms and feet and ankles are, are, are important. But the areas connecting to those areas where you don't feel the pain is where all the compensation is coming from. So, again, there's the education piece. It's a continuous thing that's constantly happening. I'm not going to just ignore you or dismiss you, I want you to know you're not crazy and what you're feeling is catering to that thing that you don't feel. So everything you're feeling in your forearms is coming up into the shoulders and neck. Everything you're feeling in your ankles and your feet are coming into the hips and knees. And 1000% is coming into the torso because your breathing is going to be affected by all this as well. Because you're constantly having to move, constantly having to make sure everybody else is good. You have to double check with yourself in between your clients and sometimes during that time frame. So again, you have to be present.
0: In your experience with barbers, is there anything that you've seen that's like recurring or something you see happen more often with, with, with barbers? Things that, you know, maybe it's just like we're not thinking about that. Maybe we we need to do some of your like standing postures or whatever.
1: I've noticed what's interesting is you guys fall in the same categories as us. So a lot of people look at massage therapists, oh, your hands must hurt so bad after doing all those sessions. And I'm usually like, well, my pain usually comes from my hips all the way down because I have to have good posture. Otherwise, I'm going to jack up my entire back and then I can't work. So when I see hairstylists and uh, barbers come in, their issues, they do. You guys do talk about similar things. But what shows up is the neck and shoulder, the mobility in the neck. And the pain in the shoulders is what comes up the most because you're doing micro macro movements constantly for eight to 12 hours a day. So the number one thing I would say for you guys to focus on is check in with your mobility and check in with your, um, your ability to rest in between sessions. Like, are you stretching? Are you opening up your fingers? Are you opening up your shoulders, et cetera, et cetera? Cause if you're opening those areas up or you're taking breaks it's a lot easier to do your job to work those longer shifts, so that would be the number one thing I would say. Check out your neck and shoulder mobility, and uh, go from there.
0: Are there certain stretches that can be done, like in a few, like in a moment in between cuts? Because there's a lot, of, a lot of days. I mean, I'm I'm usually pretty booked out, which mm-hmm. means I'll walk in and I'm gonna pick up the shears. I'm gonna be cutting all day long, and then I'll put them down and go home it's pretty much yeah. the way my, my, my days usually go. Uh, so there's not like a whole lot of time in between them. Are these stretches really like simple? Here's a little thing here. Here's a little thing there. Or?
1: So there's a little tip I always give everyone for their stretches. We do have very specific stretches. We do have a YouTube channel that we actually share with all our clients. Um, but to keep it easy, if you're doing one specific movement, let's say you're rotating your palm upward, uh, and you're constantly you know, doing this movement or something like that, because you're using scissors, then you would do something that would be the opposite. So you would wanna focus on opening up your hand and rotating your palm down. So like thumb down movement, uh, just to start with. So you're, you wanna think in terms of like, when you go to work, it's a workout. When you're done with that workout, you wanna do a cool down. That cool down is essentially letting your body literally cool down, instead of just going from a full stop. Anything we use in our kitchen, outside, they heat up. And when we get done using them, we have to let them cool down because then it burns out, right? Mm-hmm. So when you when you finish your long day, give yourself that time frame to decompress, to cool down, to come out of it by doing the opposite movement of whatever you were doing for that day. So if you haven't really been moving your hips much, that's okay. Take your time. Do some hip rotations. Do a little little hula hooping, right? Mm-hmm. And then do it in both directions. And then allow yourself to like, okay, now I can feel my hips again. Um, mm-hmm. Always do your stretches with uh, from the easiest to the most difficult. So if it's really hard to do any particular movement, don't start there. Mm-hmm. Start with whatever's the easiest. Hold for at least 30 seconds. And then switch to the opposite side. Fully come out of your stretch and let your body kind of relax before you start the next one. Okay. And these are the simplest things, and it can only take you, like, five minutes. It can take you 15, 20 minutes. It's all up to you. But when you're done with a work day and you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm just trying to go home, that's totally fine, too. So when <laughs> you, But when you get out of the shower and then you're, like, decompressing to go to bed, then allow yourself to do some light breathing exercises so you can come back, go to sleep, wake up, feel refreshed. Nice. Yeah. Very 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 nice. Yeah.
0: So so walk me through something. So a barber comes in mm-hmm. to, to your clinic, mm-hmm. and uh, it's their first visit. What what would they what would, what should they expect the first time they come through?
1: Well, we always tell everyone to show up at least five to ten minutes early because the assessment can, can take a little longer. You might have some more questions involved. Always tell everyone to drink water before and after. Um, Because you're going to get dehydrated, regardless, like whatever's happening, you're going to get dehydrated. Uh, And expect to feel some soreness afterwards as well. So that includes the water piece. Um, Don't freak out if, like, you feel, like, really fatigued the next day or a couple days afterwards, because that's very normal. Because a lot of times I get people who work jobs that are really fast, so... For them to come in they have to like have at least 24 hours before they can go back in to do their job or live their lives mm-hmm. um, that's basically it but you just want to give yourself space to really get the full benefit of our sessions so you never want to rush in there don't try to show up at like the the you know one o'clock when you could just be there at like 1250 you know I just want you to I want you to get the full benefit of everything that we're providing
0: kind of ease in ease out kind of like what you talked about before. With the stretches, start with, yep. start and just kind of ease into it. Yep. Yeah, the drinking water part. Uh, yeah, yeah. we all hear drinking water, drinking water, drinking water. But mm-hmm. you deal with this stuff on a day-to-day basis. So, yeah. as somebody deals with bodies, how does, how does drinking water help out?
1: So, water is one of the most essential things as human beings. Uh, we need it to live. And we have a weird society where people don't truly understand that for a multitude of reasons because we're used to fast and quick, right? So uh, when people come in, when clients come in and they're not used to drinking water uh, on a regular basis, it's not like we judge them for it. We just we, we actually have a uh, water filter container. So we just like, hey, here's some water. Take a sip. Enjoy it. Uh, it's triple filtered water. It's fancy stuff. And so that way, if they don't drink it at all, they can at least have the idea like, you know what? I'm going to drink some when I get home. And that's actually another thing we do. Uh, I like to tell people what I recently started doing was tell them, bring in a bottle of water. Like if you have a bottle already, that's going to be your constant reminder to like, you know what? I'm going to take a sip. And uh, nine times out of 10 clients do bring their water in. So also um, another fun thing I tell people to do is, uh, to drink twice as much water after the session because there's so much getting worked through so we're breaking up a lot of stuff and once all that stuff gets broken up it needs a place to go so balancing out the fluid within your body drinking water helps with that as well
0: you know I'm of trying to think of the anatomy courses we had table we didn't exactly go through all the, uh, the the lymphatic systems and things like that we just we just do it was there pretty much right. Uh, it, you know, is water a big part of that you know, as far as just flushing things out through that or how does that work out
1: uh, so water is, as a whole is just 100% essential you just want to be and it doesn't always have to be water so that's the other part we like to say stay hydrated so it can be the food you're eating it could be a lot of fruit you're eating water-based fruits uh, oranges, cucumbers, strawberries, etc those things are providing a lot to your body it's keeping your joints fluid it's keeping your head dehydrated, so you're you're not worried about headaches, you're not worried about dry mouth, you're not worried about hunger as much. So it's it's keeping your flow moving. Is there
0: anything we haven't talked about that you want to make sure we do?
1: I would love to see more barbers, to be honest, um, and because I know a lot of you guys really do need the TLC and the education would would like three hundred thousand percent help your bookings. So, yeah, if you know people who are willing to come in or or looking for help, I'd be more than happy to help them out.
0: Specifically for barbers, how does what you do, how does it help barbers specifically?
1: Barbers, like many people I work with, you are coming from a job of service. So people who come from a job of service typically don't know how to take care of themselves, which is kind of ironic. I would simply show them the bare minimum stuff like what we were talking about today the things that you are holding to, the pain that you're feeling is something you don't have to have. So just reminding them like, you don't have to have tight forearms to push through it just so you can get through that next check. You can do some stuff at home. You don't have to see me every single time. And as a matter of fact, if you are doing better, we actually push our clients out further. So um, as barbers, I would like to see them really strong in the beginning. And then as things progress and as they get better, they will have to see me less and then they can cut more hair and they can feel more free and feel more comfortable in their bodies. And that would actually bring me a lot of joy to help you guys out.
0: And you may have just, you might've just answered this question. When you see barbers come in, mm-hmm. what is the main issue that you're seeing with barbers? You know, when you, we you see them, they get on your table or you're talking to them, or you're doing your assessments. What's the main thing you're seeing happening?
1: Well, I uh, I did mention earlier I see a lot of neck and shoulder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and One of the other things that I do see is um, sometimes the areas that they complain about is not always the same. It's not always physical. Sometimes it actually shows up from like a stressor. Like a client they work with that's not really a client they want to work with, but due to circumstances, they always have to work with them. So it causes their bodies to become really guarded and it makes it harder for them to work and so by talking about it it actually does help my job a lot easier because now they can identify it and i can help them come back into their body a lot easier um so that's actually even though i think you did ask me earlier that's totally fine because that's a that's a great follow-up because the emotional piece the outside factors that messes with you guys is also a big deal so yeah The biggest thing is probably working with those clients you don't want to work with, but you kind of have to. That messes with the therapist, not the therapist, (laughs) with the barber. Um, And when it messes with the barber, it can affect their performance as barbers throughout the entire day.
0: Oh, absolutely. Do you find that people do a lot of talking through their stuff while they're on your table?
1: It's a mixed bag. Sometimes first-time clients will talk my ear off about random stuff and then the very next session they're talking about hyper specific things that's happened to them i always like to give them space to talk about whatever they want to talk about because it's not a place of judgment it's not about me it's about them finding their their true selves within these sessions and ultimately it can be about movies it can be about their job it can be about something deeper and we want to open that space for them so they can receive that you know that unconditional care now you're based uh, out of Atlanta right yes I'm um, I'm on La Vista Road currently mm-hmm. uh near Tesla one of the Tesla service shops
0: okay gotcha uh, is that is that still Decatur or what part town is that
1: North Decatur North Decatur uh, yeah so we are so our address is 1610 La Vista Road mm-hmm. uh we are considered Elena, even though we're like 10 minutes from Dorville.
0: So, if someone wants to get in touch with you, you know, if they mm-hmm. want to get, if they, if they have any questions or want some clarification, what's the best way? I mean, is there social media, phones, anything like that, best way to reach you? Or
1: the best way for me right now is through email. Mm-hmm. Um, my email is Ian at fullcompassmassage.com. And my phone number is 423 939 9645.
0: I'll make sure all your information gets into our descriptions and anywhere where, where we are referencing part of the uh, conversation here. Certainly have that out there for you as well. Is there any social media where people can find you anything like that?
1: Uh, working on the social media piece, um, setting up my Instagram, which is currently called enhanced souls massage. And uh, I don't, I'm not on there often, but uh, that is changing in the near future. i on with that. Okay. Excellent.
0: One of my favorite questions to ask is, uh, you know, "Is there anything that you wish I would have asked you, which I did not?"
1: Mm, I don't know. I mean, you asked me some good questions, and it was—they uh, were all really uh, respectful, and uh, they—and I like—I like that you came from the perspective of like, um, "I don't know." Tell me more like it makes me it makes me think a little bit more about my answer and be like oh it's oh this answer is not really a good one let me let me expand on that (laughs) like i i originally really i i thought you asked great questions i really appreciate it absolutely well
0: that's the whole thing because you know i'm trying to provide something for barbers where barbers can actually get the things that barbers need you Mm -hmm. know whether whether they can come to your table or whether they're in another state or wherever it is you know because I'm, I'm not everyone's barber you know, you're not everyone's therapist but it is it's a great way to be able to get you know information out to people that's useful like on a day-to-day basis some things that they can do even on their own in between visits or whatever anything like that so yeah. You know, just like uh, we barbers say, we're not everyone's barber. If 10 people came to you right now and said, hey, I need to be seen this afternoon, that might be a really tight schedule there. Yeah. Uh, how does someone go about selecting uh, the, the right massage therapist for themselves? Uh,
1: another great question. So I, have from my experience, it really has to come from a place of what your goals are, what you are looking for. And it doesn't always mean like, I'm going to fire you if you don't meet your own goals kind of a thing. We're not going to punish you. But if you're coming in and you're dealing with a lot and you're looking for some type of relief or even just simple validation, just simply being validated. Yeah, you're a great, we'll happily talk to you. We'll create that space for you. But there are some clients who just want to get the work and they don't care about anything else. It gets tricky sometimes right so i have one client who obviously will remain lameless uh she has a situation with her with her shoulder and it's like bone on bone situation she gets shot she gets this whole treatment done and i asked her well what are your goals what are you trying to get done she's like i'm just trying to hold out for a few more years so i can get retired and i was like okay there's literally nothing else i can say to that mm-hmm. and i'm like and I'm, um so i just you know I have to take into consideration this is what their boundaries are, and I will respect those boundaries. But if I feel like it's going to, I wouldn't say hamper. Like basically, like if it starts to harm me in some way, like in- energetically, then I'm I will have to cut ties with that with that client. You know, if they're yeah. constantly making complaints, but they're not actually doing the work, or any kind of work to help themselves. Then you know, I'm like, hey, we're not we're not a good fit for each other. Sure. And that's and that's totally fine. You know, we're always respectful of the client's space. Again, I I didn't attack this woman and say, well, that's a really stupid decision because we're not because that's my ego. Who who cares about my ego in this conversation, right? <laughs> so yeah.
0: Yeah. when when people do tell you their goals, what what kind of goals are they telling you? Because you know, goals are one of those ambiguous terms. So what what are they telling you?
1: It's very ambiguous when and the goals get ambiguous. One guy showed up first session. He's like, I want to do the splits. And I said, okay, what did uh what motivated this? He's like, I've never been able to do that before. Okay, there's a lot of steps here. Can you touch your toes? Nah. All right, cool. So let's just start there. So <laughs> so we uh so as we were working through that session, I was just telling them there's a lot of stuff that goes into stretching and exercise and reaching that goal. So like have micro goals, micro, macro is a thing you want to pay attention to. The end game you want to do splits. Perfect. There's nothing wrong with that. So what are you going to do to get there? Here's some steps. Here's some easy steps. You can't overstretch. But that's not your problem. Focus on how far can you? Where is your mobility? Where's where's the limit of your your range of motion? And these are things he never thought to ask himself before. So he started honestly. Uh, like, oh wow, I never thought of it like that. It's like, uh, I don't know. I was like, well, what what workouts are you doing now? I'm just doing yoga. Okay, that's one element. Now add in. Three others, add in one other one. Now you got a utility belt with me included, with whatever you're doing at home, with whatever other practitioner you might be seeing. So now you got a whole utility belt. Now you look like Batman of the fitness gurus, and you can actually take care of yourself on a better level. So you're asking less questions, you're showing more action. So we can actually say this is achievable regardless of my age, and I don't have to hurt myself or kill myself to, to get there.
0: Along with that train of thought. So like in the barber's chair, someone sits down. And some of the guys will come in and they'll tell me, hey, I want a line up. Hit me a mid fade, uh, two on the sides, inch on the top, or take a quarter inch off anywhere. And we're a bunch of guys. We have no idea what an inch is, but there you go, right? Right. You just got yeah. to work through it, right? Right. Now, uh, but there are guys who come in who really don't really know what they want. So mm-hmm. I'll ask them some questions and try to get some ideas of what it is they're doing, You know, like their routines in the morning, what kind of work they're doing. So I, So I have an idea of who's looking at their head. And that, that's right. where they can try to make decisions accordingly. But probably the best, the best ones that give me an idea of what it is they're trying to do that don't mm-hmm. already know what it is, is they'll show me pictures. They'll show me, Hey, I'm looking for something like this. I'm looking for something like this. And the absolutely best will show me the pictures of what they don't want. So I, so I have a better idea of what it is that is I'm doing with that session there and it, I've already ruled out a whole lot of things. Here's the directions we're going to. I guess what I'm trying to figure out is if a barber is going to go to a massage therapist mm-hmm. without being without just saying goals, although that might be the right term, what kind of information can the barber give the massage therapist that will help the massage therapist have a better idea of what that barber needs and or
1: wants? So, if you're whether you're a first time client like receiving massage or you've seen 100,000 of them and you know exactly what you think you're going to expect. It's all the same. Right. You could just be trying to get relaxation. You could just have no idea what you want. <clears throat> That's where the three part assessment comes into play. That's where a deep listening method is used, is utilized to its maximum. So if you show up, let's say you walk in my office. We've already talked before. You got your bottle water with you. And you're like, I'm like, so how you doing? Yeah, feel a little tired. Okay, cool. I'll have you. The first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to tell you, I'm just going to do a quick assessment, see what I see. You can tell me if I'm wrong or if there's something you want to talk about. And I immediately will point out three to five things that I see going on with their body. How's your lower back? Do you feel some tension there sometimes? Are you a dancer? Did you have an accident when you were younger? Because your ankle looks a little off. It opens up a conversation, and so when I bring up these little pieces, it's like, oh yeah, actually, um, this and this happened. Oh, and I got I got hit by a car. And how did you even know that? That was like twenty years ago. And I'm like, ha ha ha. ha. <laughs> it's like, well, the body is braille. I just learned how to read it. So, and so we go through the muscle testing. We do the rest of the stuff, and then more conversation comes up. So sometimes they might get a goal of just like, hey, I really would love to be able to turn my head all the way to the left without feeling pain. It could turn into, I just want to not be hurt. And it can be vague sometimes, It's and it's actually okay. Because over time, it does become more, more specific. So if you don't know, or if you do know what you want, you can still go see someone and still receive the education and the proper care to help you out.
0: You mentioned something which got my
1: attention—the
0: deep listening method. Tell yes. me about it. What's you doing? How how you make that work? What what does that look like in your world?
1: So, so to simplify the term, uh, think of me more as a um, an assessment focused massage therapist. And with the deep listening method, it was created by Alex Statler, who was my friend and mentor. He created this method to get rid of the ego of the massage therapist to allow us to look at the client as a whole, to see what's going on with their body as it sits, as it rests, as it moves. And as we do that, it gives us way more utility to how we can properly approach all of our clients because we know not everybody is the same. So why would we treat everyone in the same way? We get rid of our ego. It's not about us anymore. The second you walk in the room, in fact, the second the session is booked and you are approaching our office, we have immediately gotten rid of our ego, whatever happens during our day, whatever, doesn't matter. David comes in, David has 100% of my attention, even before he shows up. And when you get there, hey, man, I'm not doing so good. Yeah, I can see you got some some neck and tension stuff. Do you want to talk about it? Not really. Cool. We go through the session. We do their whole three-part assessment piece. As we're progressing, you might open up, you might just fall asleep, which is still the greatest compliment to a massage therapist. And if any of these things happen, we know that you're getting better. We know that everybody's going to get cured on the first session because we're not doctors. We're not, we're not, um, we're not blessing people or anything like that, but we are helping people. And over time, if you were to come in, the first three sessions were like two or three weeks apart and you start showing improvement, I'm going to ask you, how do you feel? you're going to have a different response from the first recession. And so as we keep moving, I'm going to keep pushing you out further and further. And then once you get to session five or six, yeah, I'll see you once a month. i see you once a quarter. Something comes up. You just let me know, man. Cause it's about you. It's us working together. and You're not alone, but it's still about you.
0: There's a lot that barbers can take from that. Yeah. I'll tell you what again, you know, th- it, it strikes me, you know, every time I talk to people about their industries, it's amazing just how much. I and mean, we can literally talk all day about this kind of stuff. It's amazing. I want to thank you again for your time, and I'd love to have you on here again sometime real soon. Here, there's a lot of folks in the barbering industry who haven't even thought about massage therapy. Is well. heck, there's a lot of folks who think that converse all stars are the right shoes to be cutting in. So there, there you go. I mean, I'm not, I'm not judging. I just know that. <laughs> they're not very comfortable on me i know that much
1: <laughs> so, yeah <I> hear that. <laughs>
0: right But well, i want to thank you for your time and thank you very much for your time for coming out uh it was absolutely great seeing you again and looking yeah. forward to having you on again sometime here in the future
1: yeah man i, I appreciate you and thank you so much for the, for the invite
0: all right we'll talk to you soon all right man that's it for today's episode of beyond the barber's chair I put links for my guests and for anything we discuss in the description. I hope you got something great and that it helps you as a barber and in life. If you like the podcast, I hope that you will tell a friend about it and subscribe so that you don't miss any upcoming shows. I'll see you next time as we go beyond the barber's chair.